This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. you with our big nerd expletive deleted expletive deleted <laughs> yeah so uh, we are daniel worth and sean good hello and we come from the alpha geeks podcast and we are here to do some special hpr type content And this time we wanted to talk about my favorite multi-purpose, all-functional, all-amazing cooking device, the Weber Charcoal Grill. Yes. And, you know, I've contributed to uh, Hacker Public Radio one other time, and Sean has never even heard of Hacker Public Radio. I had to be educated. So we, we were talking. You need to talk up a little bit into your mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, actually talk up, not just... Say the same volume. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and the reason I want to talk about my Weber grill is because it's fucking amazing. The, the quintessential summertime omnipurpose. Well, not just summertime. Spring, winter, fall. I consider it a four-season cooking device. Right. And here are some of the things you can do on a charcoal grill. It is a charcoal barbecue. It is a charcoal smoker. It is a charcoal-powered wok cooking machine. It is a wood-fired pizza oven. Wood-fired pizza oven? Oh, you're damn right, my friend. You have piqued my interest, sir. All right. So uh, about three or four years ago, uh, I was talking to Casey about my wife about getting a charcoal grill. And I really wanted a Weber grill, I was thinking. We had a propane grill at the old place, and it was really old and broken down. We ended up just mashing it up and putting it in the garbage when we moved. So it had tipped over in the wind, and the glass front of it broke out. Anyways, so we're looking on Amazon, and they're about 120 130 bucks for a Weber grill. 100 bucks. Did the they sell different sizes? I mean, I've seen the mini, but is there any size besides the little and the big, or is there a big, big? Yeah, so there's a 22-inch and I think an 18-inch, the littler one. And the little countertop kind of size one. Right, right. Uh, and then there's some different models of the 22-inch, which is the 22-and-a-half-inch, which is the standard kettle drum size. But then they make it so that it's a, 
the regular one with the little vents and the small aluminum tray, which is what I have. Then they make one that has kind of a fancier drip collection system for grease and for the spill, you know, the little bit of spill that you get out of the vents. Uh, and then there's one that's built into like a rolling countertop kind of thing. And uh, the fancier ones have like a little thing where you take the lid off and you can set it in this little wire rack on the back to hold it. So, um, and all sizes will work all things. Will all sizes will do smoking and uh, well, maybe yeah, not the pizza. I, I'm talking explicitly the 22 inch standard okay. Weber grill. Okay. Now, the fancier ones are still 22 inch, they just add some other features to it. But we're still talking the 22 inch grill. Okay. okay. So, as a normal charcoal grill, I like to use the chimney, the standard Weber brand chimney that is galvanized on the outside it has a plastic handle which i like i've had two of the other chimneys that are cheaper and they have wooden handles with little spikes that stick in that pop out of the handle and is really annoying this one has a molded on plastic handle that's metal and goes into the side of the chimney and then it has a secondary wire handle that allows you to hold the one handle and then use it for tipping safely or more safely the 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 charcoal. Okay, you with me so far? Yeah, and that gathers it now into can, a little. Now the reason you use the chimney is, you know, we, we all remember as a kid the taking and spraying the f grill fire starter uh, lighter fluid. Yeah. And that it gives us lighter fluid smell and taste, really. Yeah, and I don't can... like that. I want charcoal yeah. grill. Right. So the chimney allows you to, on the, you can use paper. If you are a newspaper guy, you can stuff newspaper on the bottom and use a couple of those to light the charcoal. And then you don't get the lighter fluid. But I have recently turned on to these little Weber sells them and you can get them at Lowe's or Home Depot. Uh, they're little paraffin tablets. What? And so you set the chimney and set the paraffin tablet on the bottom charcoal rack. And then you set the chimney on it and you light light it and it'll burn enough to start. And it's like 3.25 to $4 for a pack of 12 of these or maybe it's a pack of 24 of these little paraffin tablets. And what's what's the burnable? I mean paraffin is wax, right? That's No, paraffin is a petroleum-based product. So and it burns like a gel, like a solid, like a uh, it's like a wax. I mean it's a paraffin is a petroleum-based waxy substance. Huh. And it's oil-infused or fuel-infused. It is a fuel in and of itself. Paraffin wax has been used in canning for the top of canning. When you don't want to do pre uh, water bath canning or pressure canning, you can do paraffin canning where you, you heat it up to a boil and then you seal the top with a paraffin wax and then put the lid on. And the paraffin wax makes a sterile plug in the top of it uh, for canning. But it's the same kind of wax. It'll burn as a fuel. Paraffin is actually another name used for kerosene in the UK. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's not kerosene, but a paraffin wax is a petroleum product that will burn as a fuel as well. There's paraffin wax candles and stuff like that. And uh, what do you say per, per pellet is about how much cost? Per pellet? I don't know. You'd have to do the math. Oh, well, you, Pack of 24 is like 350 Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. So whatever that works out to, uh, a couple of pennies to light it. Yeah, and nice. it is a petroleum-based product, but, you know, you can light it using pure wood products. But right, well, newspaper being the... Newspaper, but I don't... See, the issue is I, I don't really 
we recycle all our cardboard. And then you're burning cardboard, which has... A different smell or... Yeah, well, it has coloring in it that I don't know what that burning is doing. I, you know, and I don't, I don't get a newspaper anymore. I'm a man of the digital millennia. Right. So, so that now we just got into, you know, we were able to heat up charcoal without using lighter fluid, and now we can do this anywhere. Okay, it doesn't require us to be out our house. We can go to a park. We can take it up in the mountains. We could take it to the parking lot for a little bit of tailgating for the local Broncos game. Right. That's damn right. We're Broncos fans. Broncos. <laughs> so now we're just talking barbecuing. So straight up barbecuing. Uh, this is hot cooking method for your, your, your Wiener stencils, your bratwurst, yeah. your, uh, your little smoky sausages, uh, you know, uh, a steak, a grill, a, a mean steak on the grill. Now, do you use something to cover the grill, like a mat or foil? or? It's a cast iron grate, and if you just keep, uh, I like to use a lard for seasoning it. So you'll season it like a cast iron pan and just use a brush to knock off the bit, the chunky bits, right. rub a little lard on there to season it, and it's a nonstick surface. Boom, done. I don't want to talk about that anymore. All right. Okay. Next. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen those, like, Miracle Mat or whatever where you can throw I, it on the surface and i i don't know i don't think they're a necessity no. i don't really well, especially care. if it's your grill and seasoned uh where you've yeah, been taking care of it rub a little lard on it i mean it seasons up like a cast iron skillet nice. don't overthink it stop overthinking crap nice. okay next okay so that's now if we want to use it as a smoker here's what you do so we're talking about uh, an emulation of the charcoal vertical smokers uh, how we smoke on it is you take and fill your chimney up halfway to all the way with charcoal and light it till it is glowing red and develops a little bit of gray ash on the outside of the charcoal. It's totally hot, okay, completely heated. And we want to put in an equivalent amount depending on how long we're doing. So let's say we're smoking some chicken thighs. That's not a real long smoking process. We're going to use half of a chimney of charcoal. We're going to use another half a chimney of cold charcoal laid in one half of the barbecue, and then we're going to pour the hot charcoal on top of the cold charcoal and that's going to kick start the cooking process but as those the we're going to maintain temperature that way because those dying embers will ignite the under right. and you get a longer burn time nice. okay in the other half we're going to put a water pan i personally own a little stainless steel square pan that i like to put that's reusable you can also use a standard chafing uh, aluminum pan, you know, like the kind you would get for putting on a disposable chafing tray. You get them at your local uh, grocery store or party stores have them. Oh, right, right. You know, little aluminum pans. Right, little disposable do. Yep, and we're going to fill it with about an inch of water in the bottom of the pan. And that's the same as you would do in a charcoal smoker or an electric smoker to provide moisture and a cool surface underneath the meat you're smoking then let's say we're going to put these chicken thighs or a rack of ribs or whatever we're trying to get a smoky flavor a brisket uh pork butt uh pork tenderloin you said butt yeah it comes from the butt <laughs> we're literally talking about here uh sorry my <laughs> a rump roast in a in a in a cow would be equivalent whatever we're smoking okay and, and we're time, gonna, uh, time to smoke depends on volume of meat? Uh, a lot of factors. The thickness of the meat. So it's, we're, this is a hot smoking method. 
the same as your typical electric propane powered or charcoal powered smoker is. These are hot smoke methods, meaning that you're just trying to impart smoke flavor in a barbecued or, or roasted meat, okay? So our smoking period, on top of that charcoal, we're gonna put a, a lump or a pelletized hardwood. I like using lump hardwood for this charcoal method. Do not soak your char your wood, okay? Stop soaking your wood chips and stop soaking, okay? You wanna create smoke. Right. And they're saying that that prevents smoke and fire. It doesn't. Here's what it does. You take those hot charcoals, you got a hot grill going, you put the lid on, you let it heat up to about, to its cooking temperature for about five, six minutes to come up to temp. You open it up and you threw something wet on there and you created a whole bunch of steam that dropped the overall temperature and you cooled down the charcoal. Okay, that hardwood is gonna smoke naturally because the temperature of charcoal is colder than what wood burns at. So it's gonna smoke anyways. And you have 20 minutes, 35 minutes, 45 minutes to maybe an hour tops, depending on how much hardwood you put in there for the smoking phase. Once smoke has penetrated into the meat, you're done smoking. Now you're just oven roasting, basically, inside your charcoal oven. And you're maintaining temperature. If you're doing ribs, it could be four to five hours for a rack of ribs. You're talking 40, an hour and a half maybe for some chicken thighs to an hour. You know, it, it all depends. And I like to use an immersion, digital immersion thermometer that has a heat-proof lining on it. I got it off of Amazon. Uh, it's some brand with a P. And uh, we can throw a link in the show notes to it on Amazon. But uh, And it has a set point temperature. So let's say I'm trying to get the meat up to a perfect uh, 165 degrees. I'm just going to throw that out there. I slide this probe thermometer in. I run the cable out of the lid and over to the little uh, outdoor table I have sitting next to it. I set the set point for 165 degrees for the alarm, and I just leave her set. And that alarm will go beep, 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 beep. I go sit in my hammock. I get some of my microbrew. I sit down. I put my water, my tablet in a waterproof case. I set up my, my sprayer that sits on the end of the hose, and I sit out there on a nice hot 100-degree day getting sprayed and cooled down with my spritzer, reading a book on my digital tab is swinging in my hammock enjoying my day you gotta stop the spritzing if you brushed out the tablet <laughs> no 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 i said i have a waterproof case that waterproof i waterproof tablet <laughs> nice no it's a little case it's like a eight dollar case that i got off of amazon that yeah. you put it in and it's waterproof and you can still use the touch screen nice. yeah because i'm a nerd <laughs> so i'm swinging in my hammock i'm drinking a microbrew i'm waiting for this thing to come up to temp and it just goes beep 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 beep, beep, beep. you know if i'm doing ribs i want to flip it at a certain point. So there's a timer on there too. I can set the timer for an hour. Beep, 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 beep. I go, I flip the ribs at an hour uh, so that I can cook evenly on both sides or flip the chicken breast or flip the brisket or whatever. And then when the probe says it's done, it's done, I serve it up. So now it's our smoker. Okay? Now let's talk about a wood fired pizza oven. This is number two. You can buy a kit that has a metal ring with a cutout in it that raises up the lid. And gives you a cooking space. Like a sleeve, like a, like a little. It's a it's a twenty two, and a half inch diameter ring. Nice. That sets that down them. into the grill, and you set the lid on top of it. And there's a little cutout that looks like a pizza oven, where you stick the peel in, which is the wood paddle that you use in a wood fired oven. That extra headspace gives you room to get the temperature up. 
So you, you start a small charcoal grill, use maybe a quarter to three to a, a third, maybe even a half of a chimney worth of charcoal. And then you use a heart, uh, you use a wood media to build a wood fire in the back side of the bottom of this. And you use a ceramic or tile um, uh, pizza stone that is set on the rack and a peel, and you can throw it in there. Now, this thing. A pizza stone you can pretty much get it anywhere, like Walmart or. Yeah, and they're twenty to five to thirty dollars. Right, they right. sell a specific one that's designed for this. I don't think it's needed. They want like almost a hundred bucks for this thing oh, for the pizza stone. It's like a hundred and thirty dollars for the basic uh, ring that goes on it. I think I'm, Bobby's going to make one in the shop for me because oh, nice. I'm that kind of nerd. But uh, to me, I don't know that I necessarily need the cutout in the side because the lid still functions as a lid, right. and I don't like using a pizza stone anyways. I like using a cast iron pizza uh, kind of griddle thing, 14-inch cast iron griddle. So I, I'd rather just take the lid off, take it out, slide it onto a, put it back. Right. you know. But the trick is that you want the medium you're cooking on, and I'm a huge fan of cast iron, to be up to temp when you put the dough on it. So really, you're going to roll out the dough and have the pizza ready and then set it on the hot stone or the hot... And that's what gives the thin crust with a really crunchy bottom right, and it cooks crust. the top yeah. properly. And the reason you want a wood-fired oven instead of your regular oven is traditional Napoleon uh, Napoli pizza is just really a really hot-cooked wood-fire oven bread with a little bit of tomato sauce smeared on it. And that's the origins of pizza. Us as Americans have bastardized it in wonderful ways. Wonderful, amazing like ways. Like pineapple. <laughs> well, we put cheese and all kinds of stuff on it. We don't need to go into the different kinds of pizza. There's amazing kinds of pizza. But, For but, this, we're trying to get thin crust, crispy, all the way to the center, hot searage on the top, and we're going to do this in an 800 to 1,000 degrees. Can't do that in an inside. Is there any... Is there any caveat to doing that in the Weber? Are there, that's fine. Yeah, it's hot as fuck, and you need to be careful. Well, right, don't, no touching. You're going to burn the <laughs> hell out of yourself. And, you know, there's a danger factor that it, it, you're, you're dealing with something that the top of that kettle drum is going to be 800 to 1,000 degrees, and you know, there's nothing preventing a little kid from coming up and touching right. it. There's nothing preventing when you take that lid off to setting it on your leg or your right. foot but or on something that's combustible. Structurally, you're okay, though. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to hold the so heat. So it's not going to, like, burn its way through the bottom of the No, barbecue. sir. Okay. No, sir. Nope. Your still kettle drum is going to... It has a grate on it. You know, it, it'll handle the 1,000 degrees, no problem, and hold the coals wow. up. You want to keep the fire kind of away from the edges of the grill, but that's not hard to do. You can rake the coals and stuff like that. So it's, it's all reasonably safe. Okay? And now you've got a, a top-of-the-line pizza, wood-fired pizza oven. All right? Now you want to do another hot cooking method, and that's some stir-fry. So Weber makes an insert that fits in the 22-inch that has an 18-inch grate that lifts out of the center. Okay, and these are about $22 on Amazon, on Amazon Prime shipped. You take out this 18, and you can fit, you can go down to your, you can order a, a high-carbon steel, thin-walled, round-bottom wok. If you go to your agent store, it'll cost you 22, 25 bucks. Okay, this is what real wok cookers cook on, and the 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 people that do stir fry professionally on the re, they have special foot powered oxygen 
natural gas where it injects oxygen to get that temperature up to that 700, 800, 900 degree range where you're super hot, okay? And you can't do that on a stove on the inside because you don't get, uh, you might get the bottom to that temperature, but really part of it is the sides and the heat coming up the sides of the wok that allow for you to shake and sear and move things around and put the oil in and do that kind of stuff. You can do that on a charcoal grill. You jack it up. You pour the you pour uh, a full thing of the chimney right in the center. You put the wok in the hole. You start heating that up. You can get it up to a hot, consistent temperature, and you can cook genuine, well done stir fry. Wow! All right. Well, now you got cast iron cookery, which I'm a big fan. I have a cast iron. I have about six cast iron. Uh, products, including a Dutch oven with a lid that turns into a frying pan and different sizes of pans all the way down to little mini ones. And now you can take that cast iron Dutch oven, you can bake in that outside. You can bake whatever you want. You can cook whatever you want. you got everything you need in one device. Now, let me tell you the origin of me getting this Weber grill. I think I started talking about it and buried the lead. Uh, we were looking on Amazon. They're about 100 bucks. Casey was like, well, I really don't want to spend that kind of money right now. So we're like, okay, let's look on Craigslist to see if anybody's got a used one. So we pull up Craigslist, and they go, Weber Grill, free, includes chimney, charcoal, and lighter fluid. What? It was two blocks away from my house. We jumped in the car. We drove up there. We threw it in the back of the car. We drove it home. I've had it for four years. It was perfect. It's the one you've seen me cooking on. So I got it absolutely free to start with. You know, So depending on the amount of money you want to spend on this, I think the Weber Grill is the ultimate cooking device. Not now, what about multi-season, backup multi-season, because you just said... Well, I cook a mine year-round. Really? Yeah. You know, on a really cold day, nothing's cooler than bundling up, going outside, and huddling around a really hot oh, really stove nice. for cooking. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. Nice. And you got a smartphone next to you. I can set a timer on that. I can use my little insertion thermometer. You know. Oh, that was another question I had. How do you verify oven temperature for, say, like the pizza? You want to get 800 to 1,000 degrees. How, how do you know? You get an oven thermometer with a range up to 1,000 degrees. And feed it in. And, and you set it on the grill. Pizza. Now, how do you maintain that by rearranging? How do you maintain it? Right, like what if it starts climbing higher? What if it starts? The vents. Oh, it's all about venting. Oh, I gotcha. You shut down the vents a little bit and you'll lower the temp. I mean, it's the same with your uh, barbecuing. Let's say I'm doing uh, steaks. Steaks like the hottest temperature you can possibly get. So I put that charcoal and I open the vents on the bottom all the way and I leave the lid off. And this makes these things hotter than hell. And I put that on and I sear the outside of that steak like that. But let's say we're cooking a hamburger. Hamburger I want to cook through a little bit more and I don't need as high a temperature. I'm going to throw them on, put the lid on, and I'm going to half all the vents. When I'm smoking, I want half the, half vents on everything. And that'll keep that temperature hovering around 300 degrees. What, uh, you mentioned hardwoods. What's your favorite as far as... Uh, hardwood. Well, do you have a favorite? Or I, like har- or? I like hardwood. Well, there's variety of hardwood. Try them out, man. I, I mean, that's a great thing. Really? You can try out apple, peachwood, mesquite, mahogany, alder. Go try it out, man. In fact, if you're uh, out in Colorado, uh, you can go to Kimtovic Meats, which is a meat purveyor of traditional aged beef and all kinds of traditional butchery that's located down here. So, Or Edwards Meats, which is another purveyor that I grew up next to in Wee Ridge. So uh, support local. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our HBR, HBR episode. Weber barbecues rule. Weber barbecues are the best. All right. Till next time. Oh, I should say, we are from the Alpha Geeks podcast. If you want to check that out, you can check out Alpha Geeks at alphageeks.libsyn.com. Uh, I am a longtime Linux fan and uh, hacker in general, general nerd. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We rabbit hole the hell out of everything. We're all four, all three to four people that are on the podcast, really close friends that have known each other for a long time. And uh, if you enjoy that kind of podcast, come check us out. Uh, this is HPR-only content. We love HPR. We love all you guys out there. So uh, if you want to contribute a show, uh, we encourage you to send one in. Anybody can be a podcaster. Till next time, podcast out. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.